What is up, my friends? How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. This is Timon from Timmons Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another awesome podcast. I'm super excited for this one. I mean, I'm excited for all my podcasts. This one's uh, extra special to me. Um, I sat down with my little sister to get a little taste of of uh, a little bit of our family life, and, and she is an extraordinary person. Uh, she's doing some big things, and she's gone through a lot, and um, very close to her, and I'm really uh, blessed to have such a relationship with my younger sister. It doesn't happen very often um, from what I've seen, um, but I just I really love her, and I love what she's doing, and she's grown so much. She's got my back, and now we got hers, so um, and she's super cool. She's got, we are so different, uh, and she's got so much more of a perspective on things that I don't have. Um, so yeah, hopefully you guys get that vibe from this podcast. Uh, Lincoln and I interviewed her. There's some interruptions, some people came in while we were doing our, our conversation, but um, I really just love the fact that I could sit down and have this conversation with her, and hopefully you guys enjoy our conversation. So uh, I am just, I can't believe that 2020 is almost here. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of different things in 2020 with this podcast, marketing wise, different things like that. So I uh, look forward and keep, keep listening and thank you so much for your support. So without further ado, my little sister, who's also really not that little, she's pretty, she's pretty old, but she's not that old. She's still little, uh, Hadessa without further ado, our conversation. Welcome. I have been looking forward to this podcast for a little <laughs> while now. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. <laughs> Tim, and take it away. So, you have seasonal depression. Here's the joke. We don't have a sponsor. No, but no. if you'd like to sponsor an episode of our podcast, contact Tim in, yep. uh, on Twitter, podcast. on Facebook, yep. or you can email him at timmonspodcast at gmail.com. I just want to let you guys know that we're about to break a thousand per recording of this episode. So if you want your product in the ears of a thousand people, because that's how the numbers work, come holla at your boy so we can talk numbers. For sure. Uh, but for those listening who think, man, I don't have enough money or things to sponsor an episode of the podcast, what would constitute sponsoring episode of our podcast? Yeah. Um, if you would just come over and hang out with me, one evening, just so I don't feel so lonely. <laughs> that, that would work. We're, we're talking quality time. One free Chick Fil A sandwich. You, if whatever you have, you can sponsor an episode of this podcast. The bar is so low. It's a yeah. low bar. Yeah, it is. If you want to bring over, like, bars, I don't know what that means. If we want to go to the bar, you, I'll throw you on. I honestly, you can sponsor an episode of this podcast for one beer, not one beer each. You can buy Tim and one PBR, <laughs> yep. and you can be a sponsor uh, for this podcast. Yeah. I've been giving out sponsors for free. That's just the value of the sponsorship. <laughs> All right, okay. All Getting right. back to business, <laughs> we have a very special guest with oh, us wow. today. Yeah, very special. Tim and who's this guest? So this person has been with me since. Oh man. We've known each other for, oh, 
I've known this person probably for 25 years. I was going to see if you would get it right. Yeah. yeah. Since 1994, mm-hmm. we became... Siblings. Siblings. <laughs> You're like, what's that word? Uh, so, if you haven't guessed yet, it's my sister. What up? What up? What's your name? My name is Dessa, Hadessa, whatever. It's whatever people call me. Yeah, my name is Hadessa. Hadessa, welcome. Yep. Thank you. To it's been such a long journey to get here. <laughs> Man, I had to befriend Lincoln. <laughs> We've been friends for a long time. Convince now. him. Yeah. I uh, see. It took a lot of foreshadowing. Like I knew Timon was going to start a podcast eventually one day. The year was nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ninety-five. I knew Timon was going to start a podcast. So I uh, played my cards right, and here we are. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I didn't use Lincoln to get here. <laughs> you just texted me. Yeah. Well, texted him relentlessly. Texted you relentlessly. Yeah. That's cool. We we definitely we're gonna do this like three th- different times. Yeah. And we're finally doing it. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. Cool, yeah. cool. 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 Yeah. So um. So what do you do? Well. <laughs> <laughs> like work wise or. Wait, first off, can you really quickly just go through and tell us who you hate? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, let me just pull up my notes. I really wanted to know this week specifically who you hate. Who do I hate? Um, Well, considering like seventy-five percent of the people listen to this podcast, like the people who I hate listen to this podcast, I can't really name names. So nice. Yeah, but um. I, I want to say I hate this person, but I really, this is an unpopular opinion. I don't like Beyonce. Ooh. Yeah. I just lost so many people there. Yeah. Yeah. You just got our podcast. Yeah. Like, Your Twitter following is going to go from like It's okay. I only have like 25 <laughs> followers. It's going to so. go from like 125 to like 97. No, it's going to go to like two. So. Why do you hate Beyonce? I don't hate her. Why do you just like I just Beyonce? don't enjoy her. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's a little extra. Wow. But then again, I'm a little extra, so maybe it's yeah. just Too I hate qualities similar. about her mm-hmm. that I hate about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm saying I'm a queen, <laughs> and I hate it. Yeah. It's horrible. It is what it is. It is, you know. You've been a queen since 1994. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I remember watching old videos, and you just bossed everyone around. I was literally just talking about that the other day, um, watching back old family videos and like cringing because I was so annoying. Like, and I would just take over and try to steal all the attention. So I've been working on it. Do you think that's partially because you're the middle child and then I was your older brother? Yeah. And oh, yeah, for sure. Me. For sure. Um, yeah. Just it's get real, it's real hard quick. living in your shadow. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of therapy. And here I am today. The woman. <laughs> wow. Lincoln's. Well, that's a tall pour there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, all good. A lot of therapy. A lot of therapy. Cool. A lot we were of forgiveness. About before this. You yeah. do a different type of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll yep. That. <laughs> we don't have to go into that. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> what? She does a special therapy that. Uh, <laughs> it's unique for me. Yeah. And guys, honestly, it works wonders. <laughs> when did you start doing the therapy? Okay. I when start- did you start doing it? Yeah. Uh, I call it inner healing. Um,. Which is basically a fancy term for deep therapy. Um, I started doing it two, two or three years ago. Yeah, right when I started liking you. 
Gotcha, yeah. it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Talk, talk about that a little bit more. What is that? Inner healing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, we're getting straight into it. Um, so basically... Well, what else would we do? Yeah, that? all right, cool. Um, so what they do in the inner healing class? Just get straight to it? Yeah, actually. Um, so basically, inner healing is when you go and you meet with um, like an inner healing counselor. Um, and they... You go back. Okay, so when you're a kid, you oh, this is so hard to explain. It's so okay. You learn things about yourself or about the way you love people or you receive love or basically anything that makes you into the person you are as an adult. You learn those um, from a very young age, um, and so a lot of times we live out of those dysfunctions that we've learned. And so inner healing is basically um, identifying dysfunctions that you have in your life, going back and um, allowing God to come in and heal those um, dysfunctions. Or like maybe you believed a lie about love or something and God comes in and speaks truth into that area. So it's basically it's 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 basically therapy, but um, it's just a little bit more in depth and a little bit more God focused and Holy Spirit driven. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And it works. <laughs> At least I think it does. So yeah. I've seen results from it. You told me a lot of different things that you've found from it. Yeah. From just even becoming more self-aware and like more introspective. Like it's just allowed me to really understand who I am and yeah. um, grow and learn how to. It helps me interact with other people too. And even just like um, know why I am the way I am. So it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's very, like you said, introspective. Yeah, very introspective. And I'm naturally a very introspective person anyway. So, um, yeah, it's, it just works really well for me, and I really enjoy it. So, In those <clears throat> therapy sessions, do you ever talk about the word attachment? Attachment? Attachment. So that's the concept behind what you're saying is uh, how you relate to the world through relationship is, oh. is called attachment. Uh-huh. Um, and when that gets messed up, it's called... Like the disorder is reactive attachment disorder. It's basically oh, okay. when, when people aren't held enough as a kid, when that, right. when how you relate to other humans becomes disrupted because of abusive childhood, it's, right. it's an attachment disorder. But right. yeah, spot on. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's been really, really good. So I'm feel very fortunate to like, um, my mentor is someone who helped, she's my inner healing counselor and I feel very fortunate to have met her and, um, been able to heal because of it so because i thought i was fine <laughs> most people do because <laughs> you, you live with your dysfunctions and you're like oh this is just the way i am well a lot of the way like the way we interact with people or the way we love is dysfunctional but we don't realize it and so i feel very fortunate to have realized like oh i'm i'm living in dysfunction and um like and i'm able to do something about it which is really cool have you noticed that like your life is a little more clear or do you have more capacity now that you know yourself? Yes. Or? So I actually was like, I don't know if you know this, um, but like I was actually like a really angry person. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Um, so I had a lot of anger and frustration like constantly. Like I was just like my default emotion was anger or frustration. And so because of it, I felt like very angry with myself and angry with relationships in my life and um, just people around me. And so I was just constantly like... Um, like 
being mean to people around me and I was a very harsh person. Um, so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But not that calm bad. down. <laughs> you, know, you weren't that you weren't that you're just like <coughs> honestly normal. No well, I was very just... emotional. Like the thing that like I was easily triggered. So like I like I felt very deeply often. So like little things would bother me more than they should bother me. Um, and so I was like just a very emotional person. Um, so like I have noticed that as I've gone through inner healing, um, I've become, I've experienced more freedom in my emotions. So like now my emotions don't control me. I use them as a channel to direct me into areas that I need to work in my life, if that makes sense. And obviously I still have like emotions that are overwhelming but that's usually an indicator that I need to work on something if that makes sense and um, also with inner healing like I dealt with a lot of anxiety um, and depression Um, and so because of inner healing I've experienced mass amounts of freedom in that area Mm. Um, and I and it was like I, I experienced the height of my anxiety while I was in the middle of my inner healing journey, if that makes sense. So like just this last year has been like one of the most anxiety driven years of my life. And I was two, yeah, I think two years into inner healing. Um, but because of the basis I had for inner healing, I was able to power, like power through and, um, deal with a lot of the things that were coming up. I think just because I was getting into the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Do you think that was there just to like dissuade you from actually completing or at least, I don't know what, like, it was just so difficult. I remember you were really anxious Yeah, I was really struggling. Because you were, like, blacking out at different things. Yeah, yeah, my body was, like, physical, I was having physical problems of, like, I would, yeah, I'd get so anxious that I would pass out. Um, And then I was having, yeah, a lot of health issues. And even just, like, some days where, like, I had anxiety so bad that I, like, couldn't leave the house, which I like I had never experienced before and it went from like zero to a hundred, but I think it was just because I was getting down to the really deep rooted stuff. And so it was like just manifesting in that way, if that makes sense. Um, and it was really hard. And like, there's so many times when I wanted to give up, but you really don't have a choice cause you just kind of have, it's like you either have anxiety and you don't do anything about it or you have anxiety and you do something about it. Like that's just, it was just what it was. So either or. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, obviously, I'm not going to just not do anything about it. So I think it was really good. It was really, 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 really difficult. But um, coming out on the other side of it, I feel like, oh, I've been through that. Like, anxiety doesn't really scare me anymore. And um, I knew, like, even in the midst of it, I knew that it wasn't going to last. And, like, I knew that there was hope. And, um, so like now coming out of that, like, and it was a long season, but, and I'm still coming out of it, but like, I've been able to do a lot of things that I never thought I'd be able to do. Like I recently just switched jobs like this last week and, um, the whole leaving my old job, moving into a new job was a very like, um, rough process. It wasn't a very good situation. And so, like, if I would have experienced that a year ago, it probably would have, like, debilitated me and, like, nearly killed me, the anxiety of the whole situation. But, like, 
I went through the whole like transition with like a ton of peace and very very little anxiety like like just a normal amount of anxiety if that I don't even know what a normal amount would be but like just like oh I feel a little bit concerned about this like you know what I mean so the amount of peace that I feel now it like has proven to me that like this is working that's crazy yeah I know uh one time you just went up to like a cabin was quiet for 24 hours yeah yeah um, was that like in the midst of when you were yeah that was at like the very worst of it and so like I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and um uh this guy who is he was like a guest speaker at our church we had like a hangout with him and he just like looked over at me during the hangout and I was like experiencing so much, so much anxiety that I hadn't like eaten for a week and pizza. yeah, I couldn't eat anything and I like couldn't sit still. And I was like, it felt like fire was like burning across my chest. It was like insane. Um, and constant, it was constant too. I wasn't sleeping either. Um, and I probably should have gone and seen a doctor and got on medication, but I really didn't want to. Um, but so he like looked at me and he was like, oh, are you dealing with some anxiety? And I was like, yes. And he's like, you should, you should go on a silent retreat. Those are really good for like, you know, just cleansing like things and like sitting still and just flushing your system basically of like emotions. And so I was like, all right, I'm going tomorrow. And so I like worked it all out and ended up going up to this. Um, my roommate has, her grandma has a lake house in Michigan who, Um, So I went up for um, 24 hours and I decided to be completely silent just to like not have any distractions and to like confront all of like the crap that I was that was causing anxiety. And it was like the worst 24 hours of my life. (laughs) It was rough. (laughs) Um, And like I felt so much fear too. like so with anxiety, you have like this paranoia, I feel like. And I had so much fear, like driving up, I was like literally shaking and I was like so determined that I was going to like beat this. And that was like the only thing that got me there. Um, But I just like had a lot of stuff going on. And I think there were other things too, like spiritually going on that I was dealing with, but we'll get into that. (laughs) But it was, it was really good because I like felt so many things and I was able to kind of like um organize my emotions sort of if that makes sense I kind of pinpointed a few areas that I needed to work on and it was like very helpful for me but it was also like just really really hard so I'd like to do another silent retreat now and when I'm not dealing (laughs) dealing with that um because I hear they're actually really good like really awesome so I wouldn't know yeah (laughs) I want to know but yeah so uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Um, if say I, I wanted to get inner healing or to deal with that stuff, mm-hmm. where do you find that? Um, you just kind of, kind of got to know someone that can do something. Yeah. Um, I would say if if people want to find out about inner healing, they can contact me and I can point them in a direction. In a direction. There's a lady at our church who does it. Um, there's a few people in the area who do it. Um, but like, honestly, I like inner healing is really, really good. Um, and it's very helpful, but 
like therapy is also really good. I, it, inner healing is what works for me. So, um, yeah, but if they, yeah, I'm always free to talk about things. Um, so if people want to reach out to me, you can find me on social media and I'm sure we can talk about that. Yeah. So she follows me. So yeah, just go through my uh, followers. I think I'm on, uh, I can say that at the, whenever yeah, yeah. Twitter, it doesn't matter. Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram all TikTok. the things. I'm not on TikTok. I was for 24 hours, <laughs> but then I deleted it. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Have you ever seen a video on TikTok that's actually funny, that has actually made you laugh? Because uh, I have never seen any video on TikTok that is actually funny. The cringe ones are pretty funny. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think I saw one, and I can't find it. But like a video that has caused you to laugh, not just like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. It caused me to awkward laugh. Yeah, no. It has caused a physical reaction, which is laughter. It caused me to chuckle like it was a genuine laugh, but it wasn't like a hard laugh. It was just like all I'm saying is there's a lot of videos on TikTok and a lot of them are not funny. Yeah, that's fair. I'd say that's fair. Vine was better. Yeah, Vine was better. I love Vines. I love vines. And not a lot of people get my vine references, which is just very disappointing. That was a weird part of our history, vine. Because yeah. it didn't really last all that long, but yeah. the people who got into it got really, really into it. And yeah. so there's this weird uh, pie-shaped cut in our society of people who like got really into vine yeah. and understand every reference, yep. and no one else does. Yeah. It, vine really... Opened up a lot of comedy for a lot of people too. Yeah, like definitely. a lot of comedians nowadays got their start, or a lot of people that are semi-famous nowadays got their start on Vine. Yeah, that's true. Like Logan Paul, David Dobrik. David Dobrik. Oh. Who's the sadies? Oh, um, oh, the guys from Simi Valley. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> remember their name. I mean, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, Casey Kent. I don't know, not Casey, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I mean, He's like Duncan and yeah. I know they're Simi Valley names. Okay. I don't know their real names. Duncan and uh, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. Xander, not, not Xander. Not Xander. Um, <laughs> Wade, no, not Wade. Um, oh, but Wade was Cody Co. Who Co. plays yeah, yeah. Wade? He was, he was on Vine. Vine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what is his name? I love Cody Co. Uh, Bryce. 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 Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Bryce and Duncan. <clears throat> Such a good show. If you haven't watched, so uh, you know what? Today's sponsor is Simi Valley. <laughs> yeah. Watch it on uh, Facebook. The, the Real yeah. Bros of Simi Valley. Yeah. The Real Bros of Simi Check Valley. Check it out. It's like the best show ever. Yeah. The first season's so on YouTube. Funny. The second season is on Facebook Watch, which is a really weird place. When people when I say go watch it on Facebook, they're like, what? Yeah. You, you mean Netflix? You might as well say Google Plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go watch it on Google Plus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had to make a Google Plus account for a class one time. Really? Worst decision ever. <laughs> what class? Some marketing class. Ugh. Yep. That's why you do not get a marketing degree from Grace College. <laughs> <laughs> We're sending you in the world to make Google Plus accounts. Just think um, all those marketing majors at Grace are getting TikTok accounts right now. <laughs> yeah. They're not. They're doing the Facebook alternative. Whatever that is. It's like. No. Whatever Facebook's knockoff of TikTok, that's what they're getting into because you know that's the establishment and that's what's going to be weird. There. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me just make a LinkedIn. 
I made a LinkedIn because you made me make yeah. a LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. How many business opportunities have come about from it? Are you on it? I'm. Not, I don't check it regularly, but I missed like twelve business opportunities. Do have like four links? <laughs> Probably more now. Yeah, your network's growing. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I encourage everyone to get LinkedIn. I really need to get one. <laughs> I don't have a LinkedIn. Lincoln's LinkedIn. Oh, love it. It's so good. So good. Yeah. So what was it like growing up with me? <laughs> uh, so what's your earliest memory of Timon? My earliest Ooh. memory of Timon? Um, the one that stands out like, uh, this is my brother. Ooh. I can think of a couple. I just remember like. We would run around the house. We were, Okay, we were really young. This was, like, young, young. Um, we would, like, all, you, me, and Alea would take baths together, and then we'd run around naked in the house. Like, because all of the rooms, like, made a circle. Like, they all connected downstairs. It was an old house. And so we'd just run around and, like, air dry <laughs> with, like, towels on our head. <laughs> it was a very free childhood. Yeah. Yeah. That was back when it was like we were young enough, so it wasn't weird. Yeah, like three, four. Yeah, yeah. Two. You were. I was probably like. Ale was, was probably like one. I was like three, and you were like five. So yeah. I don't remember that, so don't hold yeah. that against me. Um, I remember us on the top floor of the house on uh, in the north side of the ocean, in Queen Street. Yeah. And uh, we would we had this cassette tape of our favorite songs, and we would play it. We were DJing for our whole neighborhood, and we just played one song out the window. Oh, yeah, over. And oh over my and gosh, over. I forgot about that. Yeah. We'd like wait for people to walk on the sidewalk, yeah, we, and then we play yeah, it. Our favorite song. <laughs> it was like Christian, like like Christian Bible songs. Yes, I I recently just listened to like that Michael W. Smith, um, Go West, Young Man album, and I was like. I was listening to it in the car and I was like, this is like, this is gold. Every song is gold. And yeah. Aaron, my roommate was like, uh, I think you're just purely listening with it, like nostalgic, nostalgic ears. Yeah. And I, she's like, this is not good. <laughs> and I was like, ah, come on. To be honest, that's what introduced me into rap. Really? Yeah. That yeah. One. The one song. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. I totally get that. So one Christian music that had rap. And I was like, oh, I like oh. this. So good. One more of this. <laughs> so I started listening to like, Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> it was not the same. Very little, different. Little nine-year-old me just like, oh, yeah. wow. I like this. It was better. It was way better. It was yeah. Way better. It's like, oh, this is what soul is like. This is so much better than DC Talk. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Oh, good memories. Yeah. Good memories. I remember playing um, Chronicles of Narnia on that uh, slab of cement. In the back. Remember how there was like a slab of cement? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Where we would park the cars. Yeah, we would park the cars. Yeah. And then I broke my arm. Do you remember me breaking my I arm? I remember you breaking your arm. Yep. Yep. It's crazy too. I remember that. You cartwheeled off of a swing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and landed on, because they were gardening, and they had the two by fours in the... Oh, very nice. I went into my room and cried, because my room was on the bottom floor. Um, I went to my room and cried, and mom comes in, and she's like, oh, you're not okay. <laughs> and they took me to the hospital. <laughs> Enough about me. Yeah. I yeah, also remember, ooh, do you remember that vent that was in the like main living room? Uh, 
if you were looking at the house and they had like the living room and, and there was you talk- oh I know where you're going with this <clears throat> and I yeah. was playing with the army men do you remember this yes I, re- I know exactly and I, right. I, I was playing with the army men we were all it's probably like Christmas I was playing like with these little army men I said damn and dad looked at me and I was probably like seven I felt like Oh, okay. This is not where you're. Whoa, I, whoa, whoa, I thought you were going. Didn't there? Didn't we have like mice, and they like crawled out the vent? Oh, we had mice that crawled up behind the um, uh, siding. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's sorry. It. A little nostalgia. Nice. This is the most inside baseball like podcast we've ever had. <laughs> you guys aren't telling stories. You're just saying, oh, this one time, this one time, this one time. Yeah, this is this gonna detail, be so this detail, boring. This detail. So, yeah, Mrs. we Fleck? had baseboards. Do you remember Mrs. Fleck? Yeah, Mrs. Fleck was our elderly next door neighbor. <laughs> just tell the story. Don't say, do you remember this? Yeah. So this is this I'm old like, lady who lived right next door to us. Versus there's an old lady who lived on the other side. But the one two very different ladies, two ve- literally two ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. right? So the one lady, she would cut her grass. She was old. She cut her grass with like a blade mower, like the ones that doesn't have a mo- motor. like a push push yeah, yeah like a like a old manual thing. push mower. Yep. And the other one just had a dog that would run in the yard, and that's how they kept their grass down because it was all dirt. dirt yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I forget what her, her name was. Ooh, Alf, Ethel. Al- Alfie. 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 Yeah. And um, should anyways, we be naming these people? It was so nasty that um, we got cockroaches from yeah. that. Shout out to Alfie. That's Odessa's first person she hated. <laughs> <laughs> am I right or am I right? Uh, I don't. I don't ever remember hating her. Yeah. I don't hate people. That's true. I just dislike people strongly. Some people, not all people. I love all people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice. That's one of the things I admire about you the most, that you are very public with how much you hate certain people. (laughs) And I don't have the guts to tell someone that I dislike them. And so... When it comes I'm to a you, very blunt person. Yeah, you're so blunt. It gets blunt. me into a lot of trouble. And I admire that so much because I wish Lincoln. I was more blunt. And oh so, my gosh, stop. In some situations, you're just my hero. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I work, I used to work out in Colorado on a ranch. And um, so I worked out there two summers. And my second summer, I was like so over everybody and like the people were like breaking a lot of rules and just being really stupid and like just a bunch of immature workers who like just didn't do their job and so like I got super blunt that summer and I'm like naturally a very blunt person but that summer was like my summer of just like telling people off and I made like so many people cry I'm not proud of it not proud of it. Low key, a little bit. I'm okay. Yeah, low key. I've never made any. Low key, proud. little, a little proud, but also not proud because it wasn't like I wasn't kind, um, which I have since learned. You can be blunt and kind, um, or tactful, really. So yeah, but that was like my summer of just like telling people off <laughs> and like just being like you suck <laughs> and. Um, like I, oh man, there was so much drama. Okay, so like I when it was just, it was a Christian dude ranch, and we had like probably fifty staff, and you live in one building together. So I was in a room with like five other girls, 
and I like you you work really long hours you get really irritated you're with these people 24 7 you have like no time off it's great it was a fun summer but like you obviously rub with people like rub people the wrong way and stuff and there was like this one girl who was my bunk mate and she just had like no respect for my space like I had my one like twin sized bed that was my space and like nothing else was mine but she would like put her clothes on my bed she'd use my phone charger and like all this stuff and I just like would just like rip into her because I was like this is my only like the only thing I have and you're ruining it for me and I would just like get up in her face and she'd just be like whoa you need to like calm down and I was like no anyways yeah so I made um her sister cry and um, <laughs> made another That's devious I'm not gonna make you cry <laughs> no. I'm gonna make your sister cry. yeah they, they were interesting um Hopefully they don't listen to this. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I doubt they're gonna. Listen yeah, to this. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I made a lot of people cry that summer. There, I had a another. There's another girl there, and she was just like in everyone's business all the time. And she like would ask me questions. Like my friend was going through a hard time, and she's like, "Oh, is he okay?" And like trying to prod me for information. And I was like, uh, "You can ask him if you want to know anything. Like I'm not gonna." tell you anything um and so one time like some girls were talking about her and they're like I just don't understand like why she's always up in people's business and I was like here's the thing about this girl she just needs to get her nose out of everyone's business because she's just like you know like she's conniving and I said a bunch of things about her which I normally don't talk bad about people but this time I just had like reached my limit and um the next day she was like, oh, so I was like sitting in my chair in the living room and I heard my name coming from your room. And I was like, oh, yeah, we were talking about you. And she's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, you want me to tell you what I said about you? And she's like, oh, well, I mean, I didn't hear anything. It's no big deal. I was like, no, I'll tell you what I said about you. I was like, I said you're nosy and conniving and you're in everyone's business and you need to back off. And she was like yeah, I heard every word you said. And I was like, yeah, I'll say it to them and I'll say it to your face. Like, I have nothing to hide. And she's like, okay. And I was like, okay. And then we were friends. (laughs) You are my hero. (laughs) Now, granted, since then, the Lord has calmed me down and refined me. Obviously, that was not healthy, what I was doing, but... Um, awesome. But I, I have learned that if you have conflict with people, it's probably be- best just to address it with them directly and not talk about it with all of your friends and stir up trouble. So, yeah. 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 That's crazy. We are polar opposites. Yeah. Low key. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 I would never say that to someone. Yeah. It, it, sometimes I, mean, I, admire, I, I can't really help it sometimes. When did that start? just always has been that way um i've always been pretty confrontational um i think it ties into oh man i don't know i've always had just a really strong sense of justice i think so when i see something that's like not right i usually speak up about it um so yeah and i've done yeah i don't know i've done it all through my life i probably in my teenage years is when I really developed it, I guess. Cause that's when you become more vocal and like more secure sort of in who you are more established. Yeah. So yeah. 
I like stood up to some teachers and in front of my yeah, in front of my high school class. She deserved. Yeah, she called me out in front of the whole class, and it was not okay. So. There's this teacher, Lincoln. Please, <laughs> yes, please fill in the please audience. Please tell us and the Lincoln. story because yeah. I don't know the story, and our listeners also do not know the Wanna story. Be nice. Um, you want me to tell it? Vi- yeah. Okay. And don't be nice. Give us some back background. I'll about give us. you facts. Give background about give me where... the facts of this. Story. So we were homeschooled. And every Friday, we would go to this co-op, which was where a bunch of homeschoolers would get together and take classes together. There was a lady who ran the school. Mm-hmm. I won't say her name. Um, who, if you're if you're listening and have not been a part of a homeschool co-op, the individual in charge of the co-op was always, always the worst person yeah. on earth. <laughs> That's true. Because I also participated in a home in a homeschool co-op. For a time in my school career, and the lady who ran my homeschool co-op was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and it's always women too. Like that. That's most of the time it's women. It's because it's homeschool moms. Yeah, homeschool moms. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, this lady. Talk about um, the place of that too. Oh, it was in a. Was it at a church? It was at a fundamental Baptist church, yeah. so they're very strict. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times. I had dress code violations because I was showing my knees, which just ticked me off. Actually, one time I, I, they made me change. They pulled me out of class because my skirt that I was wearing showed the bottom half of my knees, and they made me change into a skirt that they had in their thrift shop, which was way tight. You could see like my underwear line and like super form-fitting, and I was like, how is this better? This doesn't make any sense at all. So... In protest, I wore the skirt that they made me change out of for the remainder of the year every Friday because <laughs> I was ticked. <laughs> um, you could say I'm a little bit of a rebel towards authority figures. Um, <laughs> working on it. Um, so this lady who ran the school, she taught a class. I don't remember what it was, but she also we had a play and she was casting members in the play and I had made a deal with her the year before that if I took a a part in the play the previous year um, that no one wanted she would give me my first choice of the part I wanted the next year so um, in this class she was like reading off the cast list who had been cast and um, like I got the part that I wanted and I was excited and then she just like went off on me and was like um, because I think maybe I said like oh good or something like that and I don't remember. This was, like, years ago. So she was like, oh, you have, like, an attitude problem. And, like, you need to watch yourself. And you're being disrespectful to me. And, like, just went off on me in, like, front of the entire high, high school class. So there was, like, probably – it was small. But there was, like, probably 25 people in there. Um, all of my friends. And she's just, like, railing – like – laying into me and was like I've chose to like not listen to rumors about how you've been bad talking me but I can see now that you have been bad talking me and all this stuff she's like going on and on and I'm like sitting there like what are you talking about I have no idea what's happening right now and so she just like went off on me and then she stopped and I like just sat there for a while contemplated like getting up and leaving because I was like I don't have to take this and then I like sat there and was like what the heck and so after a while I like went up to her 
and was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but if you, if people are like speaking about me or you're hearing rumors about me, you need to come to me directly and I can tell you whether or not those rumors are true. And I was like, and it's not fair that you spoke to me in that tone in front of all of my peers. So I would really appreciate it if you don't do that in the future. And she was like, well, you have an attitude problem and like all this stuff. And I was like, I don't have an attitude problem. And you like completely disrespected me in front of everyone. And that is not okay. And if that happens again, I will leave and I will walk out and I will never come back. And you will be hearing from my parents. (laughs) Like I was like, and she's like, well, can we move forward from this? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm fine if we move forward. And she's like, okay, so we're good. And I was like, oh, we're good. And then like, that was that, but it was like, I, yeah, from that point forward, she like never really gave me a lot, a lot of trouble, but I did not like her. So she's number two on my hate list. (laughs) Just kidding. But yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Remember that. Do you remember the one time I talked? Okay. I'll tell the story. Remember the one time. So there was this guy that Hadessa liked. Oh my god! And she, he liked her back, and they were like, we were like low key dating. They were like low. We're like fifteen, right? At this like homeschool co-op, and I'm hanging out with my buddies. He lived in Texas. All right. He just moved. Let's sidebar real quick. Never any good prospects at the homeschool co-op. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, 100%. This is very fair. Yeah. No, 100%. This was my only prospect, okay? <laughs> this is all I had. Yeah. He was actually a really cool dude. Yeah, he was. Um, But I... <laughs> okay, wait. He was... He had moved to Texas. We were kind of dating sort of long distance. And he came he back. Mixtapes and stuff. I remember. Yeah, that. he was. Yeah, he did make me mixtapes. <laughs> Not to my so sister. good. That's a lost art filled form. with like I'm Matthew West a and CD. <laughs> Billy that's Ray like, Cyrus. That's, that's real. Was, You're gonna take 17 songs and put them all in one CD for one human. Yeah, yeah that, that is beautiful. That is love. Each one of those songs very makes thoughtful. you think of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they were yeah. really good. So, this guy moved to Texas or whatnot. Who knows? He came back to visit, and this is when you talk to him. Yeah. So, I go up to him, and I say, Before hey. I got there. Before she got there. I say, hey, bro, can I talk to you for a second? Oh, and I said, I think it's cool that you like my sister. I just want to let you know that anything you do to my sister, I will do to you. <laughs> On any level. So, he stood across the hallway from me the entire night and said like three words to me my one the one time he was in town from texas like didn't talk to me the whole night and i could not figure out why you know i told you later that night yeah was, you told me later after i'd left yeah i, I didn't keep it from you yet it and that rude. are you gonna make out is, i'm gonna make out with you <laughs> yeah. that's literally what i said dude so you hold her hand i'll hold your hand you kiss her i kiss you oh man <laughs> Thanks yeah, a lot. So just go. Just think about anything else. I got you. And that's how Tim and single-handedly ruined my love life. Yep, it's never been right since. It's never been right. I've just lived out of that hurt. Yeah. For for the rest of my so life. You've been going to inner healing yeah. for the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one it's specific one time, time. I just can't get through it. 
Oh, oh man. man. That's funny. So you grew up. Yeah. You went, you were homeschooled. Yeah. What do you do after you graduated high school? So after I graduated high school, I went to Ireland for a year. And yeah, I volunteered, basically volunteered there. I was like an intern with a missionary couple there and um, basically just volunteered in the community um, and did everything from like washing dishes to babysitting to organizing events and um, making coffee for people. All the things. So, yeah. So, where you met your roommate? Today. Yeah, this is, that's where I met my roommate slash best friend, um, Aaron. Slash the third person you hate the most. Yeah. <laughs> number three on the list. Technically, she's number one, but yeah. really whatever. Really a major player in the game, Aaron here. Yeah, 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 she is. Love her. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah, she's awesome. So. Shout out to you, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Gisa Kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, Aaron and I were the only interns, and we both were originally supposed to be placed with a church in Dublin, which fell through the day after we arrived in Ireland. Oh, wow. So the the coordinators um, who were running the program had to figure out what to do with us, um, and so they ended up, we ended up living with them. And the coordinators? The coordinators in the west of Ireland which is like on the other like complete opposite side of Dublin and it's like way different than city. It's like mountains and ocean, which is awesome and beautiful and I was so glad. <laughs> um I'm not a city girl. But yeah, it's peaceful. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. And so we ended up um living with them and they were basically like, yeah, just plug into the community. And so we spent three months not doing anything really, which was super frustrating. Um, and then um, I like came home for Christmas and was like pretty sure I wasn't going to go back because I felt like I was just wasting my time. I was like, I came to serve and I'm like not doing anything. Um, and I felt bad. And uh, so I like kind of wrestled with that over Christmas break while I was back in the States. Um and I felt like God was like, no, I called you to Ireland. Like you're supposed to go. Cause like I had felt, I had heard pretty clearly from the Lord that I was supposed to go to Ireland, um, before. And so I was like, well, if I'm going back, then you have to make it worth my time. Cause this is such a waste, <laughs> such a waste of time. Um, and I was like super frustrated. And so he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll like, I'll make it work for you. And, um, <laughs> which I don't suggest negotiating with God, but it worked this time. Um, <laughs> so, so she's saying, try it. Try it out. Why not? See what happens. Yeah. You might get struck down from heaven or you might succeed. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But so actually what happened was that was like during the polar vortex was when I was back for Christmas break. And um, so the day I was supposed to fly out of Chicago to go back to Ireland um, was the only day like the roads were open for like four hours. And so I was able to get to Chicago um, before the roads closed again because they had like the roads closed for like only emergency vehicles or whatever. And so I w it was only open for like a window of time and I was able to get to Chicago and catch my flight to Ireland before the roads closed again. And I was like, all right, if that's not a sign, then I don't know what is. And it was like as soon as I got back to Ireland, everything just like started clicking in place. I met... Um, 
a vicar at an Anglican church there. So basically Anglican is like the Protestant version of Catholicism. It's just like tamed down a little bit. I'll probably offend people saying that, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, <laughs> yeah, I don't really she care. She doesn't care. <laughs> um, so it was like super traditional, but he like Patrick was his name and he had such a heart or has such a heart for God. And like, um, such a heart for people too. He was plugged into all different places of the community, which in Ireland, like denominations are very separated. It's like, there is a lot of like separation and it's really hard for interdenominational interaction. Um, because there is such a huge divide, especially between Catholics and Protestants. Um, they felt like a war over that. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they've been at war for like the last over like the last hundred years. Um, it's been, yeah, very difficult for them and it's still very, very real and very raw and there's still like bombings and stuff that happen there. Um, based on religion. Yeah. Based on religion, based on on religion and uh, there's also politics that tie into it too. Like they wanted like to be separate from England and there's like stuff like it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so I met Patrick and he basically was like, you tell me what you want to do. I'll make it happen. And so I was able to work at work um, one night a week with the boarding school there. So I would meet with girls who like lived at um, like essentially a boarding high school and we would just like hang out um, and play games and stuff and was able to like, you know, make connections with them. And I worked, um, there was like a Christian union. So we'd have a Bible study with the high school students once a week and then also Bible study at the college once a week. Um, I worked with a Methodist church and I would led worship like four times a week, which I had never led worship before going to Ireland, but they found out I could play guitar and sing a little bit. And so they were like, cool, you're leading worship at these four places. And I was like, "Ah, okay, which was like super good for me. Like it it was hard, but um, it really like, yeah, it pushed me way out of my comfort zone. Um, and so I was leading worship at Patrick's church, which was really rough because no one wanted, they did like only hymns. And so when I brought in like contemporary music, they were like, not about it. (laughs) It was like super hostile. Uh, like one time I had a, an old lady like come and unplug my guitar mid song and I was like, Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, it was like super awesome. So I just like played louder. (laughs) I was like, screw you, lady. I'm going to worship Jesus. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, but it was good. Um, And where I really like, what I enjoyed the most was working with the youth. Like those kids are awesome and they're not kids anymore. They're all like, um, I still keep in contact with a lot of them. Um, they're like engaged in, in college or graduating college and like, they're like young adults now, which is crazy. And I'm just like super proud. There was like a group of girls that I like, um, mentored sort of kind of not really, but hung out with basically. And, um, like I still keep in contact with a lot of them and I'm like super proud of all of them. (laughs) I feel like a mom (laughs) or an aunt or something. So yeah, it was a really, it was a really hard year but also like a really impactful year and I'm still learning a lot of lessons from my time there. So yeah, it was really cool. cool. So you did that. It was like a gap year, right? Yeah, it was like a gap year. Yep. Then you come back and then you go to the 
Colorado? Yeah, I came back for a year and worked um, and then hated my job, so I quit. And then Where were you working? Packship? I was working. Yeah, Packship. <laughs> so bad. Sorry, Packship. <laughs> Sorry. You're on our hate I list. I used to call well. it Packship. Because <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it was horrible. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think I worked there maybe eight months and then quit. It was fine. It was it was good for the time. But well, you're living at mom and dad's house, right? Yeah, I was still so living. You could walk there. Yeah, I walked, which was really good. Um, but I just hated my life, so I quit and then with like no plan and went out to the ranch in Colorado where I had worked. I worked at the ranch in Colorado when I was 17. Okay. The first for like five months, and then um, when I was 20. I went out to the ranch again and helped them open up for the season. Um, So like in early May for two weeks and then was like, I want to stay. But then they were like, we don't have a position for you. So I came home for a month, turned 21. And then my friend was the head chef there. And she like basically like advocated for me to be there and was like, I'm not going to do this job unless you guys bring Des out here to help me. And so she got me a job out there. <laughs> so thanks, Cass. Uh, shout out to Cass. Shout out to Cass. Um, who was she's still do CrossFit? Yeah, she still does CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Cass. <laughs> she's gonna be here like next week. Oh, cool. <clears throat> yeah. So she like basically taught me how to cook, which was awesome. I and I worked under her for like four months, and that was the summer I was super confrontational. So. Yeah, it was great. It was a really fun summer. We There was like a... I probably shouldn't tell this. Tell it. Uh, there was like a note. So it was a Christian ranch. So we weren't allowed to drink. Um, we were like... While we worked for them. But uh, working in the kitchen, we had like on average 150 to 175 guests to cook for three meals a day. Um, basically seven days a week. I think we would have like one meal off and or one or two meals off and so it was like a lot of food prep all the time long hours and just like really high stress and so every not every friday night but most friday nights it was like the end of the week um we would knock off early like while everyone was doing like their end of the week wrap up like the guests were wrapping up or whatever and we would like go down so we lived up in the mountains we lived on a mountain and we would like um, go down the mountain a little bit and um, just sit like by a lake and drink and just talk crap about people. <laughs> Joe. Joe. That's awesome though. Yeah. It was like the best times because we would just like goof off and stuff too. Like, um, yeah, we like went streaking one time, which was super fun. Oh, and wow. yeah. All right. Well, let's not talk about let's that. Let's not talk about that. Don't tell mom. She'll but, probably, well, she can't. Yeah. yeah she won't listen but it was like it was really fun because and we would have to like choose who <laughs> would come with yeah because some yeah some people wouldn't tell on us and i think like i think the leadership knew anyway and they like kind of let it slide because I mean, you were 21 we were all legal it was like i was with my boss so it was like yeah it was okay but yeah That's those crazy. are fun times yeah Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you came back here. Yeah, I came back to Goshen, and I have been here ever since. So that was like, uh, f- shoot, four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember talking to you. So when you came back, 
It's kind of like right when I came back too, in a way. Because <clears throat> you I had just moved back from home from from school. Right. And I, when we talked, you're like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, I. Okay, so I road tripped home from Colorado, and I was like, on the road trip, I was like, I don't want to go back to Indiana. Like that's the last place I want to be. I literally will go anywhere else, and I just could not find anywhere. And so I ended up back in Indiana, like no job, living with my parents. And I was just like really miserable and I hated Goshen. (laughs) I was like, why of all the places in the world, I'm back at Goshen where I've been trying to get away from. So, yeah. So then when you asked, you asked me to move in with you and I was like, yeah, I'll I'll take it. Like, I just want to get like something new. I want to get out of here. Um. Yeah, and then I, like, ended up having a really hard time for a while there. Like, it actually, like, entered into a really hard season for me that's lasted, like, the last four years. Um, On and off. It's been fine. But, yeah, I was, like, unemployed, trying to pay rent. Um, And then my best friend, um, not Aaron, but my other best friend, Taylor, (laughs) um, her dad passed away from cancer and he was pretty influential in my life too. So dealing with like the grief of that just brought on uh, like huge amounts of like depression and, um, yeah, just had a really hard time. But then I ended up getting a job, um, at Sorg Jewelers, downtown Goshen, which I ended up staying at for like three years, um, which was, really what I needed at the time because the women I worked with there well the women and John my boss um they were all like they became like a family to me and they just like I don't know really um just loved me really well and it was really good for me to be there as well as I started going to um, my church the movement and I was plugged into like an intern group there I was asked to be a part of um like a yeah an intern group um and so I made friends like because I came home and I had no friends here because everyone had moved away or they were at college or whatever they were doing so I had like nobody um and so yeah like getting plugged into the church and the intern group like helped I think just having a community really helps um and like helped me kind of come out of that dark place the depression and stuff, which was really, really good for me. So, and I felt like early on in the intern group, I felt like God said, like, if you can learn to be happy here, you can be happy anywhere. Um, and so I was like, all right, challenge accepted. Let's go. (laughs) So, and I have, like, I, I feel like Goshen really isn't that bad. Um, I was just like, my attitude towards it was just not, a good attitude so I think like I have learned to be like very happy here and like I feel very blessed and I feel like I very established in the community and actually recently I felt like God was just saying like I've rooted you here like this is where I've established you and so um I think I'm going to be here for a while (laughs) so it's a little scary and actually it was like kind of relieving because I was kind of at a point where I was like I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I don't know if I need to like look elsewhere or what I need to do and I felt like he was like nope stay in Indiana so at least that was like some clarity for me to be like okay yeah I'll stay that's cool though yeah that's cool yeah what do you think is like the next 
I mean, you don't know the next five years, but what do you see yourself doing in the next five years? Um, so I feel like the last four years, four, three, four years have been very like me focused. Like I've been very internal focused, which has been really good, but it's provided the foundation for me to start like being externally focused. So as far as like my goals personally, like I really want to start investing in other people. And whether that's just like my relationships or um, I'm starting to do more with inner healing where I'm I'm administrating inner healing or starting to administer administer inner healing. I'm not good at it, but I'm learning. Um, And so like whatever that is or just to be a good friend to people. Really, I'm very relational, even though I come off as hating a lot of people. Um, I do really like love the people that I am in relationship with. And so like, I love to invest in people and just be there for people, um, and love them. Um, so I think I just really want to, the next five years, I guess would be like establishing relationship, making sure people feel loved. I want everyone who like, who I come into contact with to feel some amount of love from me <laughs> like uh, or yeah yeah at least a We're little in the past bit. they've not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm working on it <laughs> so yeah and i just want to be able to help people however that looks i don't know so yeah live my life that's cool yeah that's super cool yeah what's the most embarrassing thing that interaction that we've had together you and i like if you can think what's the most embarrassing story what's the story you're gonna tell at my wedding oh my gosh i don't even know or what's the the thing is you don't get embarrassed very easily so like i can't embarrass you because it's like you're pretty chill about everything Um, whoa 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 you're gonna get married (laughs) (laughs) to you Oh, well, I don't know if I could. When we were in Florida, this isn't an embarrassing story. This is a thing about marriage. Um, Last Christmas, we were in Florida, and I was dealing with a lot of anxiety at that point, and you wanted us to go walk in the Everglades. (laughs) Um, And I was like, I freaked out because I kept hearing noises, and I thought I was going to get eaten by an alligator because we were down, like, some rural, like, path that was obviously, like, not... We were on an adventure. Yeah, Tim was like, this is great. We're like going, there's like, this is not a path. We're just going to make our own path. And I'm like, we're going to die. And so I made us turn around and Tim got so upset with me. Because <laughs> he, I we did We drove just... an hour out there. Okay. We're only there. For... Whatever. The thing I is, thought here... I was going to die. Here's the thing. The biggest python ever caught. In the Everglades was caught where we were at a month later. Exactly. <laughs> it had Call seven, it intuition. It had like 70 babies or something Call like it that. Di- 17 discernment. feet long. It was massive. Yeah. I knew what I was talking about. Okay. I knew I knew what was going on. Chill. Chill. <laughs> and um, so anyways, after you had like calmed down and stopped being so upset with me, um, I was like... Cause you had just, you had skydived like the day before or something. Yeah. And I just like looked at you and I was like, we're so different. Like we're so, so different. And I was like, are you afraid of anything at all? 
and you just stopped and you were like, yeah, commitment. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, we are opposites because I'm afraid of everything. But the one thing I'm not afraid of is commitment. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Remember that fondly. Maybe I'll tell that at your wedding and be be like, but look at that. She carried you. She carried you. He, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm he, she, whoever, whatever. Yeah, she cared. <laughs> she cared. Ah, oh, so good. So well, I know you got sleep. Yeah. It was good. It is what it is. Where can people find you? You can find me. I'm probably mostly on Instagram. Um, is it crazy, Dessa? No, it's just Dessa Nymphs. Okay. D e s s a n i m t z. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Twitter at crazy Dessa ninety four. Um, Facebook. No one uses Facebook. Yeah, don't Who cares about Facebook? Facebook? Yeah. You can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Follow her on LinkedIn. <laughs> Business connections. Yeah. Do you have any other points? I know when Dad came on the podcast, he had like twelve different points he wanted to talk about. Do you have any points, Joe? I Joe. don't know. I don't have. I came unprepared. Mm-hmm. Very unlike Dad. You rocked it. Yeah. Lincoln, you have anything? Any questions? I feel like I didn't talk to Lincoln at all. Sometimes I don't say much, and that's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, real quick, just want to appreciate Lincoln because, oh, over, okay, we're going to hold hands. Okay. Um, (laughs) I love Lincoln and I just wanted to publicly say that on the podcast because Lincoln is my boy. That's it. All right. Timmons cool too, but thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. No, Lincoln's way cooler than me. That, that you are true. both no, yeah, no. you are both unique and individual no, here's the, here's and have great facts. qualities i'm publicly i'm cool but when you get to know me i'm boring that's when not you, true no, well, i'm like whatever but when you get to know lincoln he's way cool yeah lincoln's way cool which is to say like publicly uncom- lincoln is boring lincoln and <laughs> i had a heart to heart the other night yeah. and i really appreciate it was a good night yeah yeah i really appreciated it it was beautiful it was good yeah we just were close enough that i feel like i can tell you the truth about things yeah and i did and you did and i really appreciated it I, i'm glad you he gave me that. some hard truth it was difficult to hear but it was good to hear yeah. and it was what i needed so thank you for that lincoln's the homie lincoln's and then the homie. i texted you to apologize later on <laughs> you didn't apologize you just reaffirmed yeah that was that was the tone <laughs> it was of that, great that text was i loved it to say i'm sorry oh i didn't that. pick up on that at okay. all mostly all because right. i don't believe in apologies no i'm just kidding i do <laughs> okay all right all right all right stop apologizing lincoln stand firm in who you are you're awesome <laughs> on that note we'll end it okay bye yo isn't she awesome now, I'm super blessed to have her as my sister. Uh, thankful for her. Yo, um, thankful for you guys listening, you guys supporting me, uh, downloading the podcast and, and sharing them with your friends, retweeting them on social media. Yo, shouts out to you guys. And I just want to give you a quick blessing for 2020. And this is probably going to be the last podcast before the new year. So 2020 is, is um, going to be huge for everyone. We're living in unprecedented times, unparalleled times. Money's on the table, and it's it's available for anyone and everyone who creates. And so I'm just thankful for those who are creating in my life. So I just want to go through a list of people who um, are creating. I want to give them a shout out. Shout outs, too. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Sadie Sanchez. I want to give a shout out to Isaac Vega. 
Um, I want to give a shout out to Isaac Herta, Isaac Vega Herta. I want to give a shout out to, um, man, I have a huge list. Zach Munn, shout out to everyone, Sad Dad, aka Abe. Um, shout out to Amber because she's just producing amazing things as well. I want to give a shout out to um, Lincoln. <laughs> He's awesome. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Joe Mel. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Trace. I want to give a shout out to my coworker Scott. I want to give a shout out to Jamie Johnson. Shout out to Jamie Johnson. I want to give a shout out to Jasmine. She's doing awesome art. Evan, Aaron. I want to give a shout out to Christian. He's doing some awesome things, man. I want to give a shout out to Brian Schiltz, dude. He was amazing and he keeps on creating. I want to give a shout out to um, Kyle. Man, that guy is amazing too. Shout out to my dad. He's creating and, and, and doing things as well. Um, I'm just blessed to have such a such a, a, a community of creators. Oh, shout out to Luis, Gym Equipment, and Michaela. Shout out to Michaela. They're creating. Shout out to, um, yeah, just everyone who is creating and doing uh sonya i met sonya and she does photography shout out to her she's creative um so i just love love the creativity that's happening right now and just shout out to everyone who's creating in in 2019 i just hope more people produce and create music yo shout out to elder hostel yo shout out bro yo i almost forgot you i'll never forget you bro shout out to everyone who's creating. shout out to my buddy duder shout out to my buddy uh danny you know what I mean? Like, there's so many people in my world that are just creating and making amazing things. And I'm blessed to have you guys in my life. And I'm blessed to, to, to bounce off that creativity. And there's so many more creatives in Goshen. Scott. I didn't even say Scott. Dude, shout out to Scott. That, I can't even think of them all. So, here's some more podcasts. Here's some more creative uh, creativity coming in the future. And um, thank you for listening to this podcast. I love you guys. Blessings.